Hey everybody, welcome to the Design a Shirt, Spill the Tea podcast number three. I'm your host, Dallas, here today with a special guest, Bree. How's it going, Bree? Oh, hey, it's going good. So I thought I would start today by letting our listeners know a little bit about you and your experience with Design a Shirt. We've explained in the last podcast how we have three different businesses mm-hmm. under one building, uh, Anton Sport, Design a Shirt, as well as Anton Uniforms. And I know that you've helped out with every one of them. So give us a brief background as to how long you've been with the company and what you've done here. So yeah, I've been here for almost five years. I started off at the front desk, uh, was at the front desk for about six months and then moved to Anton Sales. And within this past year, I moved to Designer Shirts team. So I'm well-rounded in a lot of different things. And right now I'm in operations with uh, my manager and we help every other company within our umbrella. So designer shirt, Anton, Anton uniforms, etc. Perfect. There's literally never a dull day when you are helping between three different companies, I imagine. Definitely not, but it's fun. I mean, challenging, but I like challenging. I like the solving the puzzle part sure. of being involved in every every company. So what's current day to day like now? What What would be a typical day for you? Typical day for me would be working on big projects. I don't have many small projects anymore. A lot of them are brain consuming, basically. Uh, For example, building automations, mostly. Building things that help all our companies run a little bit better, help tasks. For example, a customer is placing the same order all the time, but we have to manually enter all those orders. Building things that help our team and that customer make that more efficient. Sure. I was just talking to Jesse in our last podcast. She expressed that she wishes that she had a punching bag in the office, not because uh, she's angry, just because sometimes it would be funny to, to, or fun to relieve a little stress. And I said, how funny would it be if robots, we saw a hundred years from now, robots replaced us. And then the robots are like frustrated, punching, rah, 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 punching, punching bags too. But I get it. The, the reality is, is that this is a complicated business model and there's a lot of moving parts between ordering goods, having arts be, art be ready. Is it a reorder to make it simple? What's our production schedule like? So it's definitely brain zapping in itself. Brain zapping is yeah. the perfect word for it. I mean, you can ask anybody, any type of week, any, any week we have here, people have their brain drained, but it, I wouldn't say it, it's always necessarily bad. It's just like you said, it's a complicated business model right. where we are constantly monitoring a lot of things that people probably are not aware of. Right. Well, the benefit for us is that, for example, we might not have uh, inventory on on hand, so we don't have to worry so much about you know ordering 10,000 beige shirts that, that never sell. So it's an advantage to us, but for us to be able to get that product in, we have to be able to order on the fly as well. Right. So here's a great example in terms of automation. Right now for concierge on Design a Shirt, we have a type form setup. So just an, again, another brief background for concierge is that if someone has a custom design that, that they want to have done, we have a form that they go through and they give us all the information that they want and then we can create an order based on that, right? So another avenue for our customers to, to create custom garments is with embroidery, which is something that's not simplified through our website, but it's a service that we offer. So recently we created another type form to go through that process as well. So give me an idea of what type form is and how we use it for both concierge and embroidery. Even if there is some overlap, what is the main goal of the setup? 
So Typeform is a form builder. If anybody's ever used Google Forms, it's a logic builder. A little bit more complicated than Google Forms, but it's a form that we can create. Um, we use it for, like you said, t-shirt concierge, which was the first iteration of what we made. And then we recently made the embroidery one. Basically, we're asking the, the basics, you know, what kind of garment do you want? How many locations? What's your design look like? What can we do to, you know, why aren't you able to upload this? Basically, why aren't you able to design this? What's going on type of things? We ask the basic questions of design, product, product type, color, and then we go from there. And then the way that the form works is um, we get alerted through our customer service email and one of our, our, one of our customer service reps will pick it up and help you figure out from there. And it's more than, it's not just blank. There's, you actually have photos of products like categories that people can select mm -hmm. as well. And I don't, it's not so granular to go down to the product level, is it? Does it just keep it in a, in a category or does it actually go down to the Nike Polo or the Hanes BPT? How granular it is it? It does not go down to specific brands. It would go down to the t-shirt concierge one goes down to very specific. So you want a t-shirt, what kind of t-shirt? V-neck, crew neck? Do you need a children's t-shirt? Do you need a, you know, a ladies cut over a men's cut type right. of thing? So, and so what would be the process at that point? We, our art team would take a design and they would put it, they would save it on a particular blank and then send an email to the customer saying everything is set up for you to place an order online. So the way we use t-shirt concierge right now is an artist or a team member will create a design based on their ability. Uh, we'll save it to your account and through our designer shirt system, it alerts you when a design has been saved. You know, you can email back saying, well, we want this adjusted, but at that point it is saved in your account and it goes through the regular process of designer shirt. So if your design is saved, we can save it on the closest matching product. Sometimes we know that we don't have that product on our website, but again, we're already communicating with you. So right. we can mention it's saved on this product, but you'll... You can go in and modify right. at will. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about right now through embroidery, it's not set up in the back end where someone could log in and, and view it? Or or do you have something saved in that, that has a mock-up of a logo, even though it's not actually screen printing? How does that work from the customer standpoint? Um, a lot of customers know just that have been working with this, that they have to email us for embroidery, but because we're building this form, if we built this form, we have the ability to kind of mock up and show them since they're asking specifically for embroidery. I don't think we have to say that, you know, this is a mock-up of embroidery, right, they but know. Right. they should know, but uh, it would just be a digital mock-up similar to how all of our team members would send a digital mock-up. Okay. From a technology standpoint, th there's a couple different aids that I use. For example, Buffer is an app that I use for scheduling social media. Uh, Zapier we've used for scheduling social media posts through Trello. Trello is a, an organizational board that's very visual that we use in-house as well. What are some of those automated systems? And then what do you use those systems for to automate? Uh, right now, for example, a good example is because we have this type form, it doesn't connect automatically to any of our other systems. However, our whole company uses Trello to, as you mentioned, organize boards, teams. Uh, we have an embroidery board. So for right now, we have the Trello, we have the type form for embroidery going to a Trello board, meaning someone else can pick it up, 
they can look at that card, they can take that information, then send it through our customer service email, and then that's how it works. Right. So it basically, you use Zapier for automations, as you mentioned, and uh, you create gateways, basically, gateways to help each other, other systems talk to each other. So Typeform and Trello, we're using it to create a card, a task on Trello. Right. And Trello in itself, it might be worth talking about the type of organization that we have because our art requests go through Trello. Mm -hmm. uh, what else, what other Trello boards can you think of that so we use? Both of our teams have art request boards. Um, basically, we put any customer art request on these boards. Uh, we can assign a date. We can assign the type of art it is. For example, if a customer needs a vinyl transfer, we can assign a transfer. If it's an embroidery design, we can assign as embroidery. If it's going straight to our direct-to-garment machine, we can label it as direct-to-garment. We have <clears throat> a embroidery scheduling form for our outside vendors and our personal embroiderer um, scheduling all our embroidery jobs that we have. And they have access to those boards to view whatever it is that we set up. Is that how that operates? Right. So it's a shared embroidery board with Perfect. our vendors and our, our inside embroiderer. Okay, what other technology do we use, like Inksoft? Would that be? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Inksoft. So Inksoft is a part of the platform that we're moving to with our, our new site. They are an e-commerce platform, but also geared specifically towards the apparel, custom garment, direct-to-garment, screen printing industry, right? right? But what's unique about them is the ability to create these small stores. It's almost like Shopify for, for our industry. Sure. Yep. So even though it's critical for us, we are using a bit of a hybrid on our new website, but the back end that, that they offer us is what's most important to us. Mm -hmm. So what are the key elements of that back end that, that are critical to our industry? Critical to our industry specifically, and I would just say, I would say biggest benefit for our, our companies would be the production side. I mean, they automate production right down to, it's smart enough to know you have 10 orders that have the same design. We're going to group this together and print it as one. Where right now, uh, all our systems, just we just place it. We would have order. to catch right? that. We would have to catch that or we would have to put notes where this system is built to say, well, you're picking the same design. These can all be grouped together. <clears throat> um, it can even go down to scheduling by press, which is something that we've never had access to. I mean, we don't have access to that in our back end right now. Anton doesn't have access to that something like that right now so being able to schedule by press makes it makes it able to schedule out for weeks or days i mean right. we, we don't usually have orders weeks out but you know two weeks out we can schedule by press to know exactly what everyone's supposed to be printing by day would it be worth noting that our presses are different and some smaller orders might be better suited on a particular press than another. Right. And that's kind of the thing is where our um, production manager would have access to this back end and say he can be scheduling out, well, this piece is, you know, 12 pieces, one color that should be going on in manual rather than 100 piece, six color, which should be going on in auto. Exactly. So the benefit is taking the extra brain power, the zap out of, mm -hmm. out of the brain that we talked exactly. about earlier and automating some of that process. That, that makes sense. Well, another unique thing about Inksoft is the ability to create pop-up stores. And a pop-up store would be great for a small brand or a fundraiser or an event. 
that you have and there's a couple different ways that you can meet whatever thresholds you need for buying stuff so for example walk us through the one that you did for the dog dog rescue yeah is that what it was in yeah. in that situation in order for them to have great buying power they had to reach a certain threshold in terms of number of t-shirts right mm -hmm. and so you created a, a deadline just time-based deadline mm -hmm. people had x amount of weeks or whatever to fulfill enough orders to reach that threshold so in that situation was it an all or nothing meaning if they didn't reach the threshold did you not print the t-shirts how did that operate stores are a little interesting because it's new for us right it's a new system that we're using so um this particular example for the dog rescue rescue in arizona um pets return home we shout out to pets return home shout out to pets return home um we wanted to be able to print these by christmas so we need to print and ship before christmas and this was last year of christmas so the way that we did it was we priced them at a 12 piece basically we said this is the most you'll have to pay and the minimum you have to buy is 12 pieces because based on the art we thought screen print would be best suited um, we limited their designs, so I think we put up two or three designs. Um, we've noticed people get overwhelmed by design choices, so we put up our best designs. We had the crew pick, <clears throat> and then we we told them 12 pieces or, I mean, no matter what, 12 pieces, minimum 12 right. pieces. And luckily, Which is reasonable when you only have two I, designs or something. Right. Um, they ended up getting 36 of probably both designs or you know, two or three designs. I can't remember how many put up. So it worked out in their benefit because the more they sold, the more, the less we charged them. Right. And uh, the more they more made per shirt. So they sold their shirts at <clears throat> $20 a shirt. Well, if they only sold 12, our cost to them would maybe be 12. They would have to pay us 12. Um, but since they sold 36, their cost was maybe $8. So right. they so made a bigger. So extra $4 on 24 more t-shirts. Right. Great. That, that makes sense. So what do we normally do? What's the normal process for determining whether someone might be eligible for a store? Is it really volume-based? There's a lot of things. I would say the commitment to your store is probably one of the biggest things. Um, uh, your marketing strategy or how hard are you going to push it? How hard are you going to work for your store? Because in reality, I mean, setting up the store itself is not hard for us. It's... Um, you know, the small pieces, it's making people understand that a one-piece design, I mean, one-piece order is not worth your time, and it's not worth, uh, it's, I want to say it's not worth our time, it's just not worth the store. It's, you could do that yourself. Right. Um, so, you know, for Pets Return Home, they had a good base, and they had just got national recognition, so it was a good time for, for them to strike hot, right? Um, they had 36, so 72 pieces total uh from people all over the state or all over the state all over, all over the country whereas um you know like a local school if they're trying to promote their pto and this is their first year but they haven't put out any flyers haven't sent out any emails they're going to have a small volume of orders right so you know the pto's purpose is to make money for the school make money for these organizations okay uh, what are some different kinds of stores that you've seen obviously we just named uh, Pets Return Home. Which was a fundraiser. We've had uh, a couple PTO stores. We've just had... Um, 98 you know, KUPD is one as well. 98 KUPD who wanted to sell 40th anniversary gear. Right. People who listen to them regularly, which, you know, worked out for them. Um, we've also just had, you know, like a book store wanted to sell their gear to 
for an event. And so we just opened a pop-up store just for an event. And we've also done personal ones for our company where we had Valentine's Day. Right, 4th of July. Valentine's Day, 4th of July. And we just wanted to highlight some of the best designs for that so people could quickly access those designs and right. seem to work out. It's worth noting in that respect as well that the majority of our website, while it is there are templates that people can customize, and you could take one of our templates put it on a t-shirt, not modify a single thing and purchase it. But for the most part, it's not necessarily intended to be a complete design. Right. The The premise is that you customize it, you make it your own. Where when we do pop-up stores, it's a pre-decorated design. And it might actually have more design elements to it than just a template because it's intended to be a finished product. Right. So the look and feel is different. The technology behind it in the back end uh, is Conceptually, it's the same. I mean, we don't have a scheduling element so much on the back end, but for us to determine, you know, is this, uh, I guess it's a, a bit different in the Inksoft has a design studio, but for these stores that we're creating, they're not so much taking advantage of that. Right. They are pre-decorated designs. Right. Tell, tell me about something exciting that, that you've learned. You were super excited about a zap or something earlier this week, like out of your mind excited. What was that? Um, I think I just get excited about automation, <laughs> okay. honestly. What did you automate then this uh, week? This week, what did I work on? We worked on, what was I working on this week? I'm creating something for one of our bigger customers. Um, and we need to make their workflow easier for them and for us. So I'm creating a type form, which automates to our uh, sister company Anton's board and basically they can submit an order which would be much more organized than it is now uh, and then we can automate it to actually import into our system so I mean automation is a dream you I think you might be the robot of the company you are finding a way to eliminate the humans yeah <laughs> I, I, I might be just that but I've learned from the best I've learned, you, I learned you, from the other robots in the company. I was going to say, you know other robots? I, Let's wrap this up, but I'm going to ask you the two questions that I've asked on the last two podcasts. So the, the first question is, if you could have one element in this office that's fun, that would be enjoyable for you, what would that be? And the second question would be, if you could wave the magic wand in vacation anywhere, anywhere, right now, where would it be? So question number one. Let's go question number one first. Okay, question number one. If you could have one thing that really would make make it more fun or you think would be enjoyable for yourself or for everyone, what would it be? I would not necessarily more fun for me, but I think it's more fun for people when we do team, team things. Uh, for example, when we have to work across all companies to figure something out, just everyone kind of coming together to figure something out. I think people really enjoy interacting with other team members. For example, when Anton and Designer Shirt have to work on something together, they I feel like they really enjoy breaking out of their normal thing. So I, I just think more team activities, more involvement of everybody. Right, so n not go-karts in the hallways. No. You don't want uh, electric scooters. I think we would break something. That means we should do it no matter what. Okay, wave the magic wand, vacation, anywhere, you name it. My magic wand is coming true, but I'm going to Germany, so... Oh, tell us about that. Who are you going to go see in Germany? I am going to go see one of my favorite people, Samantha, in who, Germany. Who used to... Who used to work here. Used to work here, yeah. And so I get to go visit her at the end of next month. I would say thank you in German. I have no idea how to do that. 
Danke? Think. That's Think. probably D- not right. Danke you should, schön. You should, you should edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's staying for that reason. <laughs> okay, well, uh, how long are you in Germany for? I will be overseas for roughly three weeks-ish, 17 days exactly. Okay. Have you automated your inbox while you're gone? Uh, I have not done that, but we actually used Trello to plan my trip. So Awesome. Yeah. How fitting, right? <laughs> you were the perfect person for this podcast. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Uh, come back in the future and we'll talk some more. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.